and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host, Charlotte. Hi, I'm Caitlin. And we are so excited to be back. Um, For our fourth fourth installment. Yeah. One, two, three, (laughs) four. This is basically the A New Hope of Sky Talkers. Of Sky Talkers. Or the Phantom Menace. But we're going to say it's the New Hope. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we, yes, it it is the New Hope, okay? It's not the Phantom Menace. That was a really bad metaphor. Let's (laughs) drop it. Okay. I tried to make it cool, but it wasn't. (laughs) So, um, basically, Caitlin and I have had a really exciting week, like, last weekend. Yeah. We... Well, we've had an, we had an exciting thing happen last weekend. I wouldn't say our week has been super exciting. I know no. mine hasn't been. No, it's been kind of traumatic for me. Well, why don't you tell the listeners what we did? <laughs> last week, and weekend. we are from Atlanta, so I was able to get tickets to go to the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra doing a live scoring of Indiana Raiders Jones. of the Lost yeah, Ark. Yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was so awesome. It was really fun. So they actually showed the whole movie, and then the live orchestra was there doing the score along with the movie. And it was so great. It was awesome. It was so great. Um, it was like, it was so seamless that it was like you almost forgot that the. Yeah, a lot was of the there. times it was like, oh, wait, pay attention to the violin <laughs> and everything else going on. I wish we could have actually seen more of the orchestra. We were sitting pretty know. close. We were sitting close, but it was like, you know, all of the violins are all in the front. All the strings yeah. were right in the front. So you really couldn't see any of the percussion or the trombone. <laughs> Back in the day, Caitlin and I were in band. We were in band. And I played the oboe. And I played the, <laughs> I played the bassoon. <laughs> I was A actually, glorious instrument. I was actually the only bassoon player in the whole school. <laughs> So that just tells you what kind of street cred I had back in middle school. But there school. was a bassoon last night. There was like two bassoons. There were two that, bassoons. Last night. Last weekend. Last weekend. I know. I know. And I couldn't see them very well. And that made me a little sad. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, but John Williams has a whole um, CD where he's composed music for like a, a, a quartet of bassoons. <laughs> a bassoon quartet. A bassoon quartet. What, oh it's my a gosh. thing. What do they sound like? It's a thing. They sound like bassoons. I don't know. <laughs> Like dying cows? No, the funny In a thing group is, together? No. <laughs> the thing is, I remember, so that day where they have all the instruments, like your first day in band, and you can, uh, like, try out all the instruments to decide what instrument you want to play. So the guy who showed me the bassoon, he played the Jaws theme on the bassoon. And I was like... Were you sold? I was... Clearly. <laughs> That's I was what sold. sold you. And I was like, oh, man, that sounds so cool. And then all my friends were like, it sounds like a dying cow. It sounds like a foghorn. And <laughs> I quit shortly after. I mean, the ob- <laughs> like, you have experiences about the bassoon that, like, suck. Like, about people talking about how the bassoon sucks. Yeah. Like, people talk about how the oboe sucks, too. The oboe does the suck, sucks. though. It's... But it's great. You know, John Williams loves the oboe. Yeah, but he has, Some a, whole, great, he has a whole you know, across... album of a bassoon quartet. But one of the most beloved Star Wars songs, Across the Stars, is entirely bassoon. You mean oboe? Oh my god, oboe. <laughs> I mean oboe. <laughs> no one likes the oboe. Okay, all right. Um, End okay. of discussion. <laughs> no, the problem was that the bassoon in sixth grade, Charlotte and I were in band class together, and this was before we were friends, but the bassoon sat right next to the oboe section because there were more oboes than there was just me, the one solo bassoon. Just five. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> it's a bassoon. But the elbows are so squeaky because none of you knew how to play them, and it was just like, oh, it was real nails bad. on a chalkboard. It was so bad. <laughs> it was really bad. Okay, anyway, we're here to talk really Star fun. Wars. 
not middle school. Also, before we get into our discussion for today, I think we both want to say thank you for all the positive response that we've gotten via Twitter and like reviews on iTunes. And we've launched we've launched officially on iTunes, and we have now a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. It's Sky Talkers Pod. And we've just gotten such a great reception there. Yeah, it's been so lovely. We feel so welcome in I the know. podcaster community. We're so happy. Yeah, so <laughs> it's been, I've had such a long week in class, and Charlotte will send me all of the, um, like, responses we're getting on Twitter, and they just totally make my day. So thank you guys so much. It really means a lot to us that yeah. people are actually listening. And <laughs> we're kind of just speaking we, into the void. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that we're not speaking thank into you. the void. So it's it's been really nice. So you can, we love feedback of any kind. So please let us know what you think we should be doing better, what you do like, all that good stuff. Yes. Um, but today we are delving into um, a really fun topic where we're going to be talking about Star Wars theories, uh, specifically episode eight, The Last Jedi. And uh, Ooh, title announcement. <laughs> Charlotte's actually done a lot of research on these theories, whereas I haven't. So she's going to kind of be leading the discussion. Yeah. And you'll see... I guess my first responses <laughs> to some of these things. Um, I'm just like really excited because I am a person who I really True. loved. Yes, I am a person, but oh, I really love. I loved the Force Awakens. It didn't answer a lot of things for me, and did it answer anything? No, and it's just kind of like kept us as fans' heads scratching the entire time. Yeah, it's and true. I think that I'm not purely attached to a theory like Rey Kenobi, Rey Skywalker, whether she's nobody, whatever. I'm not, I, but I am, I welcome any theory. That's how I am right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I see validity in so many. Yeah. Well, you see those videos on YouTube and they're just like, here are all the reasons that she is Rey Kenobi. And I'm like, getting wow. into that. Caitlin. You're like, wow, damn, that she's <laughs> damn, right. She is. she is. And then you yeah. watch another one that's like, here are all the reasons why she is nobody. And you're like, wow, damn, they're right. Right. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it is. So like, basically what I'm saying is that I know that whatever Lucasfilm throws at us, I'm going to accept and have to accept. I'm not going to be upset about anything. I don't think. Yeah. You see, I've done, okay, when I say I've done no research into the theories, I've done a little bit of research into the theories. Caitlin has had, like, opened my eyes to the Ray Kenobi thing. Yeah, I've been on board Ray Kenobi since, like, last January. <laughs> I've been really into Ray Kenobi. I just think it's, like, oh, I'm, we're getting there, though. Okay, all right, okay. go on. Okay. You start. Okay, start. Okay, so I don't know if most of you have seen this video by Vincent Vendetta. He does a couple of, like, theory videos, but he did this really good one about Ray Kenobi. And, um,. I was convinced, so I just thought that maybe I'd talk about them on the podcast and we could, you know, Caitlin and I could talk about it. Um, That's why we're here. He thinks that Ray Ray is a Kenobi. It's like rolling off my tongue easily now. Right? (laughs) That was my plan all along. (laughs) Um, You know, there's a lot of things that make, like, the Obi-Wan connection makes a really good business sense idea because... Mm -hmm. Considering the fact that we've spent so long with the Ewan McGregor character and the Obi-Wan character, and Lucasfilm has invested so much into developing that character, especially with the Clone Wars, and, you know, even in the comics these days, with the Star Wars comic going back and, like, actively going through his time on Tatooine, um, there's just so much evidence for the storytelling aspect of Obi-Wan that it would make sense for them to bring a Kenobi into the sequel trilogy. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense because you have 
Obi-Wan's kind of been our bridge throughout all of all of these, the, the two trilogies that we have, you know. Um, he's been present and involved in the main Skywalker story so much. And I think part of what I love so much about the Ray Kenobi theory, just in general, is kind of the the ultimate tragedy of it that Obi-Wan see, I was gonna say Ray Kenobi, but <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi, like his life was just so sad for one thing. And this idea that he just eternally failed Anakin. Like I'm sure he just sits on Tatooine like having to live with the fact that he feels like he failed Anakin Skywalker and subsequently the galaxy at yeah. large. Um, and what a terrible weight that must be for him. There's some line and I think it's like, honestly, I think it's this EU book called Labyrinth of Evil where it, there's, he says that his life is meant for infinite suffering or infinite sadness. It's infinite sadness. Wow. And it's like, oh, <laughs> that's not canon anymore, but I still like that line. Well, I mean, I think it's true to Obi-Wan's character, but I think it would be, okay, because I'm totally, both of us are totally on the bandwagon that Kylo Ren will, will be redeemed at some point. And I know a lot of people are anti this, but I think that it is just a Skywalker way. It is a Skywalker way. I, he, like, he's he's got to be redeemed. The, the thing is, if Kylo Ren is not redeemed, then Han Solo's death is meaningless. Totally, because and, it didn't it didn't force him anywhere near to the yeah, dark side. Yeah, and I think that does such a disservice to Han Solo as a character because, he, like, nothing good came out of it. You know, like you want there to be something positive, some kind of bittersweet beauty that comes from Han Solo's death, um, and for it to be in the form of his son ultimately returning to the light side I think unfortunately I really wanted Carrie Fisher to be a part of that and like Leia yeah. I shouldn't say Carrie Fisher I mean I really I wish it was Leia mm -hmm. I who knows like maybe that was already filmed but I yeah. really wanted that to be like an important part a reunion somehow but I, I don't know I don't I don't know yeah I mean that would be that's kind of hard to talk about given yeah you know recent circumstances but I don't even think I finished my first point about Rey, about Obi-Wan Kenobi. And the thing is, I think Kylo is going to be redeemed. And I think Rey is going to be a pivotal part of that. And so this idea of her being a Kenobi and, like, the Kenobis finally bringing order back to the Skywalker family and, like, succeeding in that, I think there's something really poetic and um, just really lovely about that when you look at the the whole bigger picture of the Star Wars universe. Because I think, I know that's something we've been worried about with the sequel trilogy is how it will fit into the larger universe you know, Caitlin, of the saga. Caitlin and I did in May, which seems like... Last year. Yeah, it's, which is crazy because it feels like it was like yesterday. But, but we, it was in May. It was in May. We did the machete order. We marathoned it straight. Yeah, straight. Like we started at 10 a.m. And then we... It actually didn't take that long. No, it really didn't. <laughs> we, we were very diligent with the schedule. Mm -hmm. And um, we finished and when we went to... The Force Awakens, it felt wrong. Yeah. Okay, so if you don't know what Machete Order is, which I'm guessing most people listening probably know what Machete Order is, but you watch the films, and it, it works best if you have a background in Star Wars. Like, if you were showing someone Star Wars for the first time, I wouldn't show them Machete Order. But you basically do A New Hope, Empire, um, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi. And Machete Order was established before the sequel trilogy was even announced, I think. Um, yeah. But, so we did Machete Order, and then we immediately watched uh, Force Awakens. And it was just such, it felt like such a departure from the saga. And Machete Order really opened our eyes to even more of these parallels and um, just like consistencies between the two trilogies 
that you don't necessarily see if you're watching all the films separately or even in like one through six order or four through six and then one through three order. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Force Awakens really didn't have that parallelism. It treats the prequels as a flashback. And yeah. by doing that, you get a greater sense of the depth in the prequels and mm-hmm. it informs the original trilogy a lot more. Yeah, it and does. By when you finish with The Force Awakens without the other two installments with the sequel trilogy, it doesn't feel as complete. Yeah. Anyway, so Ray Kenobi. Um, yeah, have we been talking about Ray Kenobi? Kenobi. What have we been? Um, so basically, I back to the whole like idea of it being good for business. Yeah. It would be a great launch into this supposed rumored fan wanting. Um, Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor wanting. like yeah, <laughs> really wanting. <laughs> Ewan wants it. Um, he Obi Wan Kenobi anthology film. Um, I think that I want it. We need if, it. If we found out that Ray was a Kenobi in The Last Jedi, yeah. we, I think that more people would be like, oh my gosh, we need to fill in the gaps. Like, how did that happen? Like, who's her? Who's her? Who's her mom? Who's her dad? Like, everything. And then that would be totally done in a story form in the anthology films see my guess is they already well obviously they already know who Ray is but they're gonna wait and see what the response is to determine if like they probably already know that there's gonna be an obi-wan film if there's going to be one yeah like the like the basic structure of what the story would look like if ray kenobi is a success mm-hmm. so then like it can come out and then in may or whatever they'll be like oh my god guess what well, yeah obi-wan kenobi movie <laughs> you guys thought it wasn't coming, coming but here it but is here it is and ewan mcgregor is doing it <laughs> or i bet they're deciding once they see if young han solo works i know um like what time period but to how, put obi-wan it's in it's so frustrating though because it was like before when Rogue One was coming out they were like we gotta see how Rogue One is doing so then we can determine the future of these anthology standalone films but they and then now it, solo. The, yeah so then so now are we just continually waiting to see how things are doing at this point we know Star Wars movies are going to do well at the box office they're always I, I don't know I, <laughs> you can't you can't go there I know I stopped myself yeah. there was I people I've talked to a lot have talked about if we'll get sick of Star Wars and I know we everyone won't. asked me this yeah I know people like us won't but I, I think that maybe a general population might but I don't yeah. know I don't either it'll be interesting once the sequel trilogy is over because then maybe it'll be like every two years or something like that but I mean it's like Marvel uh the Avengers but then it's just it's so overkill. Yeah, the Avengers are a little <laughs> so, bit overkill, but they still do well. I know. That's true. But, like, all right. All I know is, and this might polarize some people, but I really don't want a Boba Fett movie over an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Yeah, I'm so anti that. Yeah. I want Obi-Wan and, like, <laughs> let's all forget about Boba Fett. Sorry. <laughs> Get out of here. I know. I know. I'm not... I don't know if it's just because we, like, weren't around when... Like, in the 70s when Star Wars first came out and Empire, and he was such a big deal. But, see, I I feel about Boba Fett the way a lot of people feel about Captain Phasma and how I also feel about Captain (laughs) Phasma. Like, I remember everyone was so hyped for Captain Phasma. And I'm thinking, it's gonna be. I don't think she's. I think she's gonna be a Boba Fett. I don't think she's gonna do anything. And then she didn't do anything. Everyone was like, "It's really disappointing." Okay, why didn't she do anything? And I'm like, "That's Boba Fett." (laughs) And yet, Boba Fett had like all of Celebration Five. Like he was the theme. My whole theory about Captain Phasma is that they had cast, or they had that whole role was just supposed to be a man, and then they got Gwendolyn Christie, 
and it was more star buzz and like Game of Thrones buzz. And, you know, it brought a whole other group into watching it because people love Game of Thrones. And I think that I don't I don't think it was ever supposed to be a big role. And then because they got Gwendolyn Christie to do it, it became a big role. It became a big role in the media, but it never became a big, big role in the movie. No. Well, hopefully. I don't know. See, I still don't, <laughs> I still don't, I never got attached to Phasma. Like, I never got excited for her. So yeah. I'm kind of like, I feel like if they expand on her character in Last Jedi, it's just because people were like, what happened to Catherine Phasma? <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> I mean, I think someone has said that they, she's going to have a bigger role, but, like, how much said, bigger? Yeah. Because <laughs> she didn't have a lot to begin yeah. with, so bigger, <laughs> yeah. like, what's like, what, the relation like two to more that? Lines. <laughs> Anyway. She, like, gets out of the trash compactor. Ray Kenobi. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. Ray Kenobi. Okay, so I'm just going to go through some points about why I believe the Ray Kenobi theory. Mm-hmm. First, the obvious one. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> the English accent. You know, they, That's your first reason? Yeah, it is. Because it's pretty... It's, like, it's pretty... They asked John Boyega to change his accent, but they didn't ask Daisy. So, like, of course, maybe she could have learned her accent from her parents who have the... I think technically, can- canonically, it is the Coruscanti accent, the British I've accent. I've never looked into the accents of Coruscant. I'm pretty sure. Well, and we know that Daisy really can do an American accent because she did it. Well, you don't because you never In saw it. The um, Hayao Miyazaki movie. Right? Yeah, the Hayao Miyazaki movie. Yeah. Um, she. I'm pretty sure she did an American accent. I think she did. I'm like, ninety-eight percent certain she did American. Yeah. So she can do an American accent. So. But okay, no, you're right. I think that's. It is interesting. That it's interesting that they would change John's accent, but not Daisy's. Yeah, but Obi-Wan doesn't have, like, a super English accent. Yes, he does. He totally does. He totally does. I feel I feel like I'm, like, hearing many voices in my head. <laughs> All right. Well, he has an English accent. Okay. So. <laughs> like, I'm, now I'm trying to decide if it's just, like, his inflection. No, no, you're right. You're mm-hmm. right. Because Alec Guinness has an English yes. accent. Anyway. Um, the first force use it's that like we see from It's like a weird Ray. enunciated English accent, though. Oh, it's because Ewan McGregor is Scottish, so it's an English accent that he yeah, does. Yeah, but then I'm like thinking, with... I'm thinking of James Earl Taylor's, like, mix of Alex yeah. and Ewan, <laughs> and it's, it's a little... Over the top. It's like, is it an accent, or is it just how he speaks? <laughs> At this point, Obi-Wan is so real. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the, force, the first force use that we see from Ray is a Jedi mind trick, which is, you know, Obi-Wan's, like, signature move. Mm-hmm. Um, which is one of the first force tricks that we see from Obi Wan. Does that make it his signature move? Because it it kind of first. is like he always uses the Jedi mind trick. That's his thing. It's one of his things. He loves to outsmart it's, his people. It's one of his things. things. He has a lot of things. things. Okay? <laughs> the negotiator likes to use the tricks. <laughs> Aka manipulate. Daisy Ridley has said that her character's life is solitary. And that's the biggest clue I can give about her lineage. That's a direct quote. Um, Obi-Wan, you know, yeah, everyone... That, see, that convinces me yeah, a lot. Yeah, everyone is like, oh my gosh, that means she's a solo. She's a solo because sol- solitary no, she's solo. not a solo. She can't be a solo. She's not a solo. Oh, and I not, guess she could. But I she mean, can't she be, when, be if you read Bloodline. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And I don't buy it from The Force Awakens either. Me neither. Like, if she was a solo, I think Han... Like, even if Han never told her, I think we would have seen some, like, 
look from him. I like even though you know everyone. There is a few looks. No, I know. I know what you're saying. Like everyone's gonna think that oh, when it like cuts away from him talking about her, I don't think if Maz Kanata is like, so who's the girl? Is gonna be like, oh, well, she's actually my daughter, so I'm just like playing. I'm just like bringing her along and saying that Leia had Ray at the same time that. I don't think it works in the timeline, though. At the same time that Ben became Kylo Ren, and therefore, because of this, she hid the child away or sent it to Luke, who also hid the child away. It's like, there's a lot of things that they could do. all these people in the Resistance who would have seen Leia pregnant (laughs) have just, like, forgotten, and they're like, huh, I wonder what happened to that kid you were carrying for nine months. I don't know, but then you could say, like... Come on, there's a lot of hidden pregnancies in Star Wars. By a lot, I mean one. That's true. I mean, yeah, that's true. But Obi Wan knew she was pregnant. He was like, yeah, because all right, because because he saw the pregnancy. He saw the pregnancy. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people did, and they were just being hush hush about it because Mm -hmm. they didn't want to embarrass the senator. True. Um, but no, and I also think that if she was. I think Leia would would have had a more emotional reaction to Rey coming off the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty like, emotional reaction, no, but I it mean, wasn't like imagine tears. If you, no, if you sent your daughter away in hiding for twenty years, and then she comes back on the heels of your ex husband's death, like you are gonna be emotional. Like you, as her mother, have never seen her before. You never got to spend time with her. You already lost one child, and now this one is coming back to you. Like, there has got to be motherly emotion in that. And I don't think Leia had... Fair point, fair point. ...that kind of level of emotion that I think would be required if Rey was her daughter. Okay, another clue could possibly be... For Rey Kenobi, not Rey Solo. You know, Lucasfilm's deciding to name Kylo Ren Ben Solo is kind of an obvious foreshadowing of Obi-Wan's relevance. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have named him Ben if, you know, the Kenobi lineage didn't matter. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's kind of also curious that Leia and Han would name their son Ben. I mean, that's just a totally separate topic, but um, Cause I think just from a writing perspective. Have, yeah, don't have the kind of relationship to Ben that that Luke, Luke had. Did. Even though, I, I don't know, there's something that makes sense. Like, Leia naming Ben Ben because... That was the person that brought them all together. I suppose I don't know. Yeah, I guess. But I but like keep... still from us from like a story writing perspective, it's interesting that they would do um, that they would name Ben Solo Ben Solo in light of a possible Kenobi emerging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that Obi Wan has been. I think Obi Wan is too important of a character throughout both the prequel and original trilogies to just drop in little Easter eggs like that about him. Like, you either include him in your narrative or you don't. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's been, like, naming him Ben, having um, Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor do uh, the vision, um, the voice. Yeah. Uh, as, As, like, I, yeah. I was going to talk about that. Like, the fact that yeah. in Ray's vision, the voice that she hears is Obi-Wan's, like, isn't that surprising? Does no one find that as surprising that that's the person that he, that communicates to her through the Force? Like, in Empire, we see Vader being able to speak to his son through the Force. Um, 
So and Luke speaks to Leia. Leia. And, you know, it's like a familial bond. So it's yeah. interesting that Obi-Wan is the one that reaches out to her, especially after touching the lightsaber that's Anakin's. So yeah. why, why, where, where's Anakin? Anakin, if, where are you? If she was Force a Skywalker, you know, wouldn't mm-hmm. Anakin speak to her or Luke? Yeah. That's what I think, too. So, I don't know. It's There's a couple of parallels, too. Um, when Rey finds the lightsaber, she takes it out of a chest, which we all know is a classic J.J. Abrams like mystery box move. But at the same time, it is a parallel to when Obi-Wan takes the lightsaber out of a chest to give it to Luke in A New Hope. Yeah. I kind of like the idea that the, the Anakin's lightsaber is this... Um like powerful relic is the wrong word but i guess it is it's a, a relic, relic by the sequel trilogy and like the kenobis are in charge of bringing it back to skywalkers mm-hmm. um and are in charge of like basically ensuring the skywalker family uh doesn't go off the deep end <laughs> <laughs> as they are wont to do yes it is like become their job yeah um, because i mean obi-wan takes anakin's lightsaber and and even in attack of the clones obi-wan catches anakin's lightsaber when he falls when they're yeah. chasing um sam wessel and he's what what does he say it's like uh, this weapon is your life. life yeah um and he gives it back to anakin and then he gives it to luke um and now ray gives it back to luke mm-hmm. and then uh exactly now luke can train a kenobi too yeah and just like when kenobi trained him it reestablishes a bond between kenobi and skywalker which is like mm-hmm. the skywalker saga as a whole like a true hallmark of it yeah, I think so. And I would like to have it more as a hallmark, because, I mean, once... Well, yeah, I was going to say it's not as prevalent in the original trilogy, but it is. Um, that video with... that I was referencing with Vincent Vendetta, um, he I'll put that in the show notes, but the he does he goes through about how the, the fight between Kylo and Rey is super similar to the fight between Obi-Wan and Maul, and there's, like, a lot of similar moves. I know people go at it and talk about how Ray's like moves are very similar to Anakin and Return and Revenge of the Sith, but mm-hmm. I think that when you see this video, you know and you see it that it's very similar. And yeah. it's, like so much anger and the way that he like not he yeah when Obi Wan is like stuck between the two corridors when yeah um it, I He's don't know waiting. it's very very similar yeah they're fighting style because they were both Obi Wan it. Like, if you look at it that way, like, Obi-Wan and Rey's fighting style and Phantom Menace and in um, The Force Awakens, like, they're both very fueled by death mm-hmm. um, and, like, a rage inside of them. And Obi-Wan was fueled by seeing Qui-Gon Jinn die. Um, and then... Rey was fueled by, by seeing, seeing Han, Han die. die. Yeah. So, it's... There's some serious parallels that, like... And they're both the same I age truly, at that time. Yeah. So. I did not consider when I walked out of... Um, the Force Awakens, and even in like honestly, until recently, I've been on board Ray Kenobi for a long time. <laughs> I, I don't know. If, once we start talking about what they're actually gonna do, if she's actually gonna be a Skywalker or um, a nobody, I'm like, I don't know if they'll actually make her a Kenobi, but I really want them to make her a Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really deepens the mythology of Star Wars to have like this other family who's a key player in it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think comes from her being a Kenobi. Yeah. The Skywalker thing, I don't know. Since like I, since I'm convinced that Kylo Ren is going to be redeemed, if Rey is a Skywalker, then that means Rey and Kylo are cousins, and that just seems 
She doesn't like the cousin thing. I don't like the cousin thing. I don't, thing. see, I don't mind the cousin thing. I don't because, like the cousin thing. You know, I'm talking all about Ray Kenobi here, but I would love if Ray was Luke's daughter. And I'm surprised that you're not more on board with it because you love Luke. I do love Luke. I just, I don't buy the cousin relationship. It's a weird one, I think, to expound upon when Star Wars has been, like, very linear in its families. Like, we've never dealt with, like, cousins and aunts and uncles. <laughs> I don't, it's just weird to imagine being, like, Aunt Leia, you know, or like Uncle Luke. <laughs> Uncle Luke. Um, which I mean, I guess is what Ben called. Luke, you know, it's but... not. It's not that. I mean, we saw this in the EU, but it's still kind of weird. I agree with you. I, I I agree. I just kind of like. I don't buy the weight of a cousin relationship. Yeah. Like siblings, yes, and then like the the families that are interconnected, like Kenobi and Skywalker. I can see there being more weight in that relationship than. Like, he's my cousin. <laughs> this is my cousin, Kylo. Well. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I I don't like it. And I think then, I mean, it's what they talked about with Force Awakens, how, like, Luke became the MacGuffin because any time Luke was on screen, the story automatically became about him. And I think you could get away with um, kind of doing, a like, a minute of exposition about Kenobi, like, eventually having a granddaughter, like, getting that narrative out of the way. Then you could trying to explain like when Luke had a wife and when they got pregnant and what happened. It's to like, her and... yeah, you know, I think it takes just as much explanation. I think it does too, but I think people would be more concerned and would want to spend more time on if it was Luke who had gotten married totally. and had this kid. Totally. And if you're trying to make this people trilogy about this new generation, which they are, then you don't necessarily want to spend that time. Focusing on Luke's backstory, mm-hmm. you know, on what he's he was up to for these 30 years. You know, the other thing is that, you know, people are always like, would Obi-Wan even do that? It's against the Jedi Code to love. Well, hello. Satine. We've seen it. <laughs> yes, yeah, Satine. Does anyone remember Satine? <laughs> R.I.P. Satine. Yeah, you know, those are some really intense Clone Wars episodes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Obi-Wan cries. Yeah! like... <laughs> Whoa. It's like a serious callback to Moulin Rouge, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, it's possible. Sure and at that point, possible. yeah, Sorry. at that point, you know, there is no Jedi Order, and it's proven. The entire Star Wars movies prove that the whole, like, thou shall not love is proven ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, and, that's what saves Anakin at the end. Yeah. So, like, of course yeah. that Obi-Wan can have that experience himself when he's on Tatooine. He's a lonely guy. Yeah, and at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Yoda is like, Qui-Gon Jinn is going to teach you again, Obi-Wan. And so my guess is that Qui-Gon Jinn is totally on board with Jedi being in love. Totally. And so my guess is, like, you know, if they went in this vein that he eventually, like, taught Obi-Wan that it was okay to be in love. Yeah. And whether that was with Satine or with someone else. You know, and this could all be very, very well explained in a spinoff movie in which uh, Obi-Wan? Oh, yeah, yes. With Ewan, with Ewan McGregor? McGregor? And then a and voiceover a from Liam Neeson who is like into doing everything. <laughs> so it could totally happen. I mean, yeah, they got Liam Neeson to do Clone Wars. Yeah. So I think they could get him to do a voiceover. Totally. Those were good episodes too. So good. Was that... Yeah, it was Mortis. And then in the end, too. I think there was the Yoda episodes, too. Are you sure oh, it was yeah. Mortis? Well, I'm pretty it. sure it's the Yoda episodes. No, he's in the Let's Yoda. look. No, he's... 
Let's investigate. <laughs> Google, help us out here. Liam Neeson. Uh, no, because it's uh, he speaks to Obi Wan in a cave when older Ahsoka comes to a younger you're right. Ahsoka. Totally right. Yeah, you're right. But there's also seasons. Yeah, because he because he also talks to Yoda in the Yoda vision mm-hmm. too, and that's when Yoda. That's like where Yoda says in Revenge of the Sith. I've met with Qui-Gon Jinn. That's where he meets with him. Is during the the season six of Clone Wars. Yeah. I'm still looking. Okay, Okay, but just so we all know, I'm right. You're right. Ghost of Mortis. (laughs) You're right. Kaylin's right. Confirmed. (laughs) Thank you, Wikipedia. But also, thank you, Kaylin. Okay. (laughs) So... Cheryl always doubts what I say I know. I'm just like, gotta double, gotta fact check Keelan. I'm really just into fact checking in general. I know. So, um, did I mention this, that Daisy Ridley is very interested in seeing the look on people's faces? So don't you think it's somebody out of the ordinary? That, like, no one would really expect, I mean, now that everyone is talking about this, so, like, maybe they do expect it, but more people expect Ray to be a Skywalker than not. See, I just don't think... Well, okay. Also, I don't buy the Skywalker thing. I mean, I, I buy it. I'd okay, buy, if I'd we buy saw that it on movie, screen... I'd be fine with it. We'd be so about it. I'd be... <laughs> I'd be fine with she it. She looks like a Skywalker. She, okay. She does. I'm just saying that there is no shock in that. Because everyone is well, like... okay, We Caitlin. all walked out and we're all like, she's a Skywalker. Caitlin, there's another Charlotte. aspect of this. It's possible that she is both a Kenobi and a Skywalker. Okay, go on. So technically, she's not going to be, in lineage-wise, it is impossible for Rey to be Obi-Wan's daughter. daughter. So obviously it has to be a granddaughter. Yeah. So technically, it okay. could be, you know, Obi-Wan has a daughter, and that daughter meets Luke, and then Rey happens. That's, like, so messy, though. Is it really that messy? Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. It's <laughs> It's all possible at this point. possible for a possible. <laughs> Uh, sorry, impossible. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I think it's a little messy. I mean, I'd be behind it. I'd be behind any. Then it would be both. I mean, yeah, I'd be okay if she was both. But then it would be. I don't know. I I agree. I don't. It, it's messy. But I'm kind of like when I saw that online, I kind of freaked out a little. Yeah. No, I remember. <laughs> um, I like. As long as she's a Kenobi, I'd be okay with it. So yeah, okay. Sky Kenobi. So she'd still be Sky Ray Skywalker. Nobi. Sky Nobi. <laughs> Sky Nobi. Sky Nobi. Or, um, Kanawa. No, it doesn't work. work. Sky Nobi. Sky Nobi. Hey, um, I'm totally, my, I think, tell that to your friends next time. Like, I think she's Ray Sky Nobi. Sky Nobi. You know, it's funny. My, every single member of my family walked out of The Force Awakens saying that Ray had to be Luke's daughter. Even my dad was like, they look the same. The, the look she gives him, it's it says it all. Does okay, it really no. say it all? No, it doesn't say it all. You know, it's curious because Daisy didn't even realize that people didn't know who, her, that, like, her her parents were a question until, like, she was out at a bar after a screening. And, like, everyone was like, who's, her, who's, your, who's your parents? Who's your parents? Who's your parents? She's like, oh, I thought it was obvious in the movie. So, like, that... I think she was watching a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> she was watching a movie that was, like, filled with script notes about her lineage. Yeah. <laughs> so. And, like, extra scenes that were eventually cut. Yeah. Like, Daisy's got a little bit more of an in than we do. 
So, I mean, when she says that, does that make you think, well, of course she's Luke's daughter? Or does it make you think, well, like, the evidence I have presented before <laughs> points Please to... Please refer back to exhibit A, right? B, and C. Yeah. I don't know. I... When I talk about who Ray is for too long, I... I doubt everything. I doubt everything. I'm like, they're just going to make her a nobody. Yeah, um, so then we can... Why don't we talk about that? Okay, let's talk about Is Ray a nobody? nobody? I don't... I really... I think that's what they're going to do. I can't deal with it. I understand why they would want to. Yeah, like because anyone can be magic. Yeah, the, you know, the whole... It's a it's a core principle of Star Wars though. Yeah, that, that anyone, anyone a, a farm boy can be a hero. Yeah, and a then slave they, they from Tatooine can redeem. One, yeah, everyone is important. Yeah, so you know it's it can be, but it's, Kathleen Kennedy says all the time that it's the Skywalker saga. It's a very trendy thing to make her nobody. I think it's too trendy. It's a, yeah. I don't think it informs the overall story mythology. Yeah, but yeah, the mythology of Star Wars. If she's a nobody, then like. What the hell have we been talking, talking about, about for the past uh, two years? Right? It means this whole podcast is pointless. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's disappointing. It'll be so fun to go back and listen to this once we know. I know, I know. <laughs> I can't it, wait. It really will be. <laughs> anyway. It's been 12 months. I know. It's um, almost here. But no, I, I think they're going to make her a nobody. Because How would I you feel it's... if you walk out of that and you find out that she's like Ray Smith? <laughs> I don't think the Smiths exist in Star Wars, but I don't know. I'd be pretty disappointed, honestly. I think they spent so much time building it up. Yeah, it's. I think if they did that, then Kylo Ren would have to take a more central role in the film and going into episode nine, uh, because the the saga is supposed to be about the Skywalker family. And if he's our only Skywalker... Then, of course, then he'd have to be the main character. He needs to take some more... Um, he needs to be involved more in the film other than just, like, the the, the secondary main character. Yeah. Because I think we spent most of our time... We spent most of our time with Rey and with Finn and then with Kylo and and with Han. And so I think if, if Ben really is our only Skywalker and Rey is not a Kenobi, then he needs to take... There has to be more mythology around Kylo and what's going on with him. Yeah. Like, there, he has to be some version of the Chosen One that does something important. That you know saves the galaxy. I don't think people want that. I don't think they do either. <laughs> so it would take a lot for them to pull it off. I know. Well, a lot of people don't think he's going to be redeemed either. But those people are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'd like to. You know what? <laughs> I want to be. I want someone to come up to me and convince me that Kylo isn't going to be redeemed. Yeah. I I need to know what sources these people think that just because like he killed his father. Okay. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> reason then he murdered his father. And he didn't watch the prequels, to be honest. And didn't see the finale of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I get where people like don't want Kylo to be redeemed. Because yeah, because right think... now people hate Kylo. Yeah. But I I, I see Kylo. I see a character who I is so tor- no who's so tormented who has been brought up in a hostile environment being you know tracked and targeted by Snoke whoever the f that is you know you know yeah. Leia makes me- reference to this and I feel like nobody talks about it you know this kid had grew up like mm-hmm. being targeted yeah I can't and imagine we, what he was going through we also don't know what like home life was between Han and Leia. 
in the middle of the resistance and and the I struggle to the bl- I, to blame Luke and Han for Kylo's like Han and Leia yeah Han and yeah Han and Leia <laughs> Han and Leia for like Ben's like re- you know turning to the dark side I think that it was a lot more than that and I think that he was tempted by Snoke but no I think it is too but it's like who knows if Leia and Han were so wrapped up in doing good for the resistance that Ben felt slighted and yeah. that's what made or him like lay it in politics and like you know becoming so involved with the new republic etc etc so castrofo was making her crazy yeah i mean i don't know i think that kylo's story is a lot more interesting than people give it credit for Mm -hmm. and i think that people are just very hung up on the fact that he murdered his father which clearly you know he regretted the moment he did it yeah i mean don't get us wrong like that was awful like a huge (laughs) deal and so heartbreaking yeah like it was but, I mean, I know we were expecting Han to die in The Force Awakens. So expecting it. We were the yeah. only people, probably. <laughs> like, I really think that... We, like, knew. We knew it was happening. Yeah, it was It was like with Rogue One. It was like, you knew they were all going to die, but watching it... Like, I remember when, when Han called out Ben's name on that catwalk. And you saw and the we, catwalk. And we were both like, <laughs> this it's is happening. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> to be honest, I was just pretty happy that Luke wasn't dead. I know. <laughs> so, I love like Luke we love Han, favorite. but like yeah, I no, I love, I love Han. I think Han is such a great character, and I think he's very interesting, especially he's had a really great character arc. Yeah, I think especially in Force Awakens to see how the war and how everything has weathered him down. Yeah, people, um, I people think talk that about is how really it, interesting. It's like, um. Han Solo in The Force Awakens is one of their favorite iterations of Han Solo. Like, is yeah. the definitive version. Yeah, I think it's... I think that's right, too. Yeah, I really enjoyed his character in The Force Awakens. I thought you could tell that that things had happened between the last time we saw him and now. Mm-hmm. And I, I really liked that aspect of it. But the thing is, it's like... And the thing is, we knew that Harrison Ford has been vying for Han Solo to die since Empire Strikes Back and he said he's said that on multiple occasions about how he tried to get George to kill Han Mm -hmm. and also um about how he wanted um Han Solo's death to have some greater purpose like Han made a sacrifice of himself in order to save Leia and Luke so to think that they would just kill off Han in The Force Awakens and not have anything come of it of Kylo Ren just continuing to be evil like I mean like we said at the beginning of the episode I think that just does such a disservice to Han Solo's character and totally. to Harrison Ford you know mm-hmm. um so I think I, Kylo's gonna be redeemed yeah yeah I I hope it's by Luke and Leia and not Ray, but that's another conversation no I, th- I think ray has gotta redeem him <sighs> I don't mean like romantically redeem him. <laughs> yeah. I just think she's gonna be a big part of yeah, of definitely taking him on, of taking him and possibly being with him on the journey that eventually leads to his redemption. That's true. Whether or not that's Leia, who you know gives him a hug and a kiss on the cheek, and he's like the light, um, <laughs> <laughs> or if Ray is the one who actually like convinces him that Snoke is manipulating him and using him. Yeah, um, but I think she's gonna be a big part of it because clearly they're they're connected on some level and for some reason yeah of course um i did back to like who we think ray is i did a poll on my on the twitter account 
And it's at funny Sky because, Pod. yeah, yeah, at SkyDoggersPod, <laughs> follow us, thanks. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because we just spent all this time talking about Ray Kenobi, and, and Ray Kenobi is the super minority. Yeah. 21% say it's Ray Kenobi, 26% say Ray Skywalker, and the majority is I'm no one. Okay. With 53%. Okay, but by majority, this is 19 Yeah, votes. 19 vo- so votes. So it's not, it's, take the word majority very loosely. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Vote in our polls and follow us <laughs> so we can have more so concrete have more. data. <laughs> we'll make like a graph chart or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just be really sad if he's a nobody. I want her to be somebody. Yeah, me too. Um. Okay. So moving on, you know, even if you don't have an opinion about Ray Kenobi, Ray Skywalker, Ray Nobody, um, or like Ray Nobi Palpatine, like I don't even know. People okay, have Ray crazy thing is, stupid. Oh, my favorite is the one where it's like uh, Ray and Kylo are reincarnations of Anakin and Padme. I can't, uh, or oh, Anna, what is it? What I've never heard like Padme being brought into this situation. Anakin, <laughs> or is it Anakin and Obi Wan? I think it's Anakin and Obi-Wan, I'm, but, like... I'm sure, I'm sure they're... I don't know. It's someone, like, someone out there is theorizing Kylo Ren as, like, Padme. worshiper of grandmother, Padme. <laughs> because she is reincarnation of Padme. Whoosh. Glam and drama, drama and all. <laughs> <laughs> the reincarnation, like, as soon as you throw the word reincarnation in there, I'm like... What? That was like a Reddit leak that, you know, took the internet by storm. It's and it was a, like it's ridiculous. It's a little too much for the Star Wars mythology. Yeah. I feel like I've thrown the word mythology around a lot and I need to scale it back. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> mythology, you Mytho- know. Star let's, Wars let's, mythology. Let's, let's say lore instead. Lore. The, mm-hmm. But then I want to say folklore and I don't really think Star Wars is folklore. It kind of is because it's like a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far, far away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, so you can think what you want to think, but, you know... You can be who you want to be. You know, people have this theory about the shared visions, and, you know, Ray's vision in The Force Awakens is something that, like, every time we watch this, whether the I'm... WTF yeah, whether I'm, like, half paying attention and it's just on in the background, I have to watch every single frame of this vision, mm-hmm. and I still don't get it. I, I will <laughs> we ever get well, it. I think someday we will get it. But, like, I'm still a little confused about the Empire Strikes Back cave scene, so, like, we maybe I'll it. never get it. <laughs> we may. Yeah, that's true. Like, every, every time it happens, I'm like, look, can we talk this through again? <laughs> what is Luke really, really seeing? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, and, and then we talk it through when I get it. Like, I'm not that, I'm not a bad fan, guys. I get it. I understand why it's in the movie. I'm I mean, just, we get it, but it's still not clear. And it, I think know. it's going to be like that forever. Yeah, I think so, too. But, you know, people talk about how, how does Kylo know Rey? How does he always make reference to, like, what girl? Who's the girl? It is you, etc. See, that, that language, I don't think he, expli- and this goes into what you're about to say with visions, but he doesn't explicitly know no. who she is. No. I think he would use her name. If or they were some cousins other... or brothers and sisters or something. Yeah, they were cousins. See, it even sounds silly when you say it. If they were cousins, you'd be like, oh, that girl, that's my cousin, cousin. Rey. Ugh. It's kind of weird. Right? It's, it's weird. weird, but like, it would be so cute if Ray was a Skywalker. <laughs> I mean, it'd be cute for her and Luke, but her and Kylo, it's like, this is my cousin. Yeah. Let me introduce my cousin, Ray. <laughs> this I is know. my cousin Kylo, who was once Dark Lord of the Knights of Ren, but now he's an okay guy. My cousin. <laughs> 
Anyway, so hear me out on the shared visions theory. I like the shared visions theory. So, basically, the whole vision that Ray has, and, you know, it's been a little bit since I've seen The Force Awakens, but, you know, she goes through corridor- corridors, and then she, um, what happens? She's in that big, fe- like, massacred field, and people mm-hmm. have examined this, and they've seen that Kylo has a lightsaber in his hand, mm-hmm. and apparently that lightsaber... Like, unclear what if it's Anakin's lightsaber or Kenobi's lightsaber, but they look pretty similar from the top. Or when they just found lying around. Or when they found lying around. You know, when Rey touches the lightsaber in the box, she has a vision. So perhaps it's similar that when Kylo touches maybe Kenobi's saber, he has a similar vision. And in that vision is where he sees Rey. And then... Where he, where Ray sees Kylo, she's never seen Kylo before. You know, Kylo sees Ray, and that's what he keeps referring to in his head, asking, you know, who's the girl? Where do I find the girl? And instead, you know, when Ray sees Kylo in the vision, he's wearing a mask. And we know from the scene on, oh, I'm totally blanking. What's the planet? Oh, Shark Killer Base. You know, he's not wearing his helmet when they fight, and that's what is referenced in his in her vision. Mm-hmm. You know, perhaps that when Kylo has the vision, you know, hypothetical vision, Rey it's also has her face covered as we see in the beginning of the movie. So she he has no idea what she looks like. That's the only thing I'm a little iffy on is Rey wearing the mask. Um, like I I like the idea that I mean basically it's the idea that Rey and Kylo both touch these lightsabers at the same time and have this vision. Uh, where they're seeing each other going through like similar motions and in similar settings showing that they're connected in the future. Um, and I think, I don't know, I think that has a lot of yeah, credibility. Totally. Uh, credibility, credibility is a big Fair word for theories. But it could happen. Uh, yeah, I think it's it would explain a lot plausible. about how often Kylo is in that vision yeah. as well as how he's on the hunt for this girl, like, yeah. quote, but doesn't, doesn't really, really know who, he, who anything else she about is. Her. And then he gives her that look when the lightsaber, it, like, flies into her hand on Starkiller Base that is almost like, oh, my gosh, it's you. And he, even in the novelization, he says, it is you. Mm-hmm. Italicies, italics, whatever, on is. <laughs> So italicized. <laughs> yeah, and I think it I think it makes sense too because um Kyler would know to pay more attention um to the things he was seeing in the vision. Mm-hmm. Like to question the things that he was seeing in the vision, uh, than Ray would. You know? Yeah. So he would know that like, okay, this you is know, a he's, he's a trained Jedi and yeah. now whatever he is. Yeah, like something <laughs> a knight of run. But whatever that means. Okay. <laughs> This is my cousin Kylo. No. He's a knight of Ren. Sometimes he, we share visions. He knows. I mean, and she and he knows also that she's not trained. And I don't know. I think that they also. You know, this just occurred to me. You know, when in Rebels, when Ezra and Maul, they both have a shared vision when they unlock the holocron. Mm. You know, shared visions is not outside of star wars at all this is good i know i've never thought about no, that this yeah i saw the light bulb go <laughs> yeah. on in your head just now you know and this is a whole thing where it's like there's a piece that only one person sees and there's another piece of the other i mean that's part of opening the holocron but it is a force like nature yeah because they both saw the 
Like now one, I gotta go rewatch it. I know. It. <laughs> <laughs> like one person saw Obi Wan on Tatooine, but the other, I think Ezra saw something about Luke and Leia. Like it's confusing. Yeah, no, right. They, they both saw the twin sons. I don't know if Ezra. Oh yeah, saw the Luke twin sons. Leia. But like, yeah, I think. Come said, on, I think he said the twin, twin sons. sons, and you're like, oh, twins. Twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're it's doing, Rebels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice going, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, you're so right. They did have this shared. Vision I know. Through an object. The yeah, holocron, the holocron, just like the lightsaber. The lightsaber, because Anakin and oh my gosh. are both connected on like a spiritual force level. She's a Ray. She's a Kenobi. <laughs> she is Ray Kenobi. Kenobi. It's happening. Oh my gosh! I've convinced myself. <laughs> now I've I've convinced myself too. Just now, <laughs> the shared vision thing. The thing is, the thing is, even if you don't buy Ray being a Kenobi, Ray being a Skywalker, whatever, you can understand how the visions can overlap. Yeah, because Ezra and Maul did it. Yeah, like, they they both, by touching different objects, this happened. And mm-hmm. their paths crossed due to this. Especially with people who are, no matter who Rey is, Kenobi, Skywalker, nobody, she is clearly very strong in the Force. So she would have a really strong connection to the Force already, as would Kylo for being a part of the Skywalker Definitely. family. So to think that they could have such an intense vision, like they did, touching the lightsabers, I think is plausible yeah it's uh, i i totally think it is um it's really interesting and you know okay so continue this you know discussion of theories let's just okay what do you think about snoke what <laughs> now that we're, we're, we're I in this i have no idea yeah. i'm gonna go with everyone and say that snoke is that guy in rogue one, one. who mm. like approaches vader and is like mm. lord Krennic is here my lord <laughs> no, I, was I, it no. you that sent me the, the 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 theory quote of the stormtrooper who bumps his head? That's who. Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's just like slowly been plotting his way all the way until he gets to be General Snoke, Lord Snoke, whatever. I I have never seen a convincing Snoke theory, and at this point, yeah, I, I think that it's most likely that we don't know who he is, and he is the no one. <laughs> he's sorry i don't i mean he's the reincarnation of palpatine to be honest like i'm not that concerned about so yeah like, I, I don't, don't really care. care yeah i like, don't really care either i just know that you know i i would guess that he is a follower of the emperor you know if he's been training is and plotting on you know watching a solo child forever I'm just waiting for snoke to actually be like thumbelina size when we actually meet him We're and going... that's that's why he overcompensates like wizard of Ozzy. yeah yes mm-hmm. I, I don't know i never really even think about snoke honestly i always honestly i always forget about him i know me too because i feel like there's so much else going on <laughs> that i'd rather like, talk about like ray yeah <laughs> so. like honestly yeah but yeah. like you know that said i obviously want to know who he is and i want to I mean, know his backstory I do too, but but like because, you know, we saw I, we I, saw Palpatine rise, and that was great. Yeah, but we didn't need to know where Palpatine came from. No, just know that he was, like, a Naboo guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, like, a Naboo. It's kind of weird, like, if you really think about it, how Palpatine is from Naboo, and then Padme was also from Naboo. Like, it's kind of weird how they're from the same planet. But is is Palpatine really from Naboo? <laughs> I don't know. I think so. Sheev. Is that just what he says? <laughs> yeah. I don't he, like, know. Integrated himself into the Naboo politics, and everyone was like, 
where's my Palpatine guy from? And he's like, oh, I'm from, like, down the road. And they're like, okay. <laughs> Even though he's Dark Lord of the Sith. <laughs> anyway. And really from, like, he rose from the lava and Mustafar. <laughs> That's where Snoke, Snoke came from, too. Like, who is Snoke? Do we care? Not really. <laughs> I mean, we care. I just know, he, yeah, I, like, I care about everything. But, like, on a on a priority scale, he's lower on the priority so scale. Low. So low. Yeah, he's pretty low. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've arrived here. Let's talk about The Last Jedi. Where have we even arrived? The, la- the Last Jedi. We've arrived at The Last Jedi. Yeah. So, what do we think of the title? What are our thoughts? Initial thoughts. <laughs> Go! Charlotte and I had this... Like, apparently, when we first read it, Charlotte thought it was plural, and I immediately thought it was singular. Mm-hmm. And so we had this, like, grammatical discussion. discussion over text about the subjects and the well, use Well, the thing is, is that it's and... curious, because, you know, if you follow the structure of the way Star Wars movies are titled, is that it's a three-word, and then it's yeah. the four-word. So I was expecting, like, I don't know march of the resistance or like something like that or mm-hmm. like i think we all were. were yeah i think we're all expecting something like that and then we get this three-word title and it's curious that they don't say the last of the jedi you know and but, but instead they say the last jedi another three-word title yeah well i like i like all the um where they put together all the titles and it's the force <laughs> awakens the last, last jedi, jedi. Yeah. Who dies, who dies, sadly, for episode nine. <laughs> episode eight, who dies, sadly. <laughs> who dies, sadly. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, but I think it just means that episode 10, too, is going to follow that same structure. Like, the... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's going to... The Kenobi rises or something. So you think it's going to be a three-word title? Yeah, I think it is. That's interesting. Yeah, I think it's going to follow that pattern now. I just think there's no pattern now. No, I think there is a pattern. Well, let, here, let's look at syllables. The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. The Last Jedi. Okay, there's not a pattern. There's no pattern. Well, I mean, there could the be. The pattern has been broken, is my point. There could be in the last movie, in mm-hmm. episode nine. There could be a pattern. You know. But you, okay. It's not, not like, a, it's not like Attack of the Clones was the clones attack, either. Like, the Empire Strikes Back. You know, that's a present. The Empire did strike that. I know, but what I'm saying is that it's not and like the clones it was not did the, attack. Yeah, but the movie isn't called the clones attack. Like, but it was the attack of the clones on Geonosis. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I don't even know. Like, I'm I'm getting really deep into my head right now. <laughs> I the, think it's plural, and I think it's Ray and Luke. I think it's I think it's singular, and I think it's, it's just Luke. I think it's just Luke or or Ray. Do Ray's we think that Jedi. Luke is going to die? No. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, want him to. I think he will die. There's that in the crawl in The Force Awakens. It says Luke Skywalker, comma, The Last Jedi. But, like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's Luke. It's singular, it's okay? Luke. But, like, then, okay, then you go back and you think about The Phantom Menace. And, like, that was Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, see, it is Emperor Palpatine, but, you know, when we. I mean, I can't speak for this because I had no hype going into the the Phantom Menace. I was like six years old and I cried throughout the entire thing. We've covered. Yes, we've covered this. But I wonder if people like when they talked about it were like, maybe it's this guy with horns like Darth Maul. Maybe he's the Phantom Menace. Maybe I think a lot Anakin, of people thought Maul was the Phantom. Menace. Yeah, maybe Anakin is the Phantom Menace because he's like going to be this terrible kid. Of course, he wasn't. But 
See, but, well, you that's know? the thing. The prequel trilogy was a little more subtle in those. So subtle. Yeah, whereas I don't think the sequel trilogy is. Yeah. So it's Luke, and it's singular. <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just refer back to my whole um, Clone Wars moment when I was right, so I'm going to say that I'm What right do we think about the too. red font? Death. Who's going to die? Luke? I don't think Luke can die. They can't. Okay. Can we just, like... <laughs> They kill Han, they kill Luke, they're going to have to kill Leia. Yeah. So, is every Star Wars movie just going to be, like, a killing of an original trilogy character? I think that we should all expect that Leia is going to die in this next movie. If she doesn't, then interesting. Well, it would be interesting if Luke and Leia both die in this movie. Hmm. And then, um... Would you you support that? I mean, I never support Luke dying. But I, he could be like I a Alan Guinness force. I kind of like that if if Luke and Leia died together. Yeah. Wow, I've never thought about this, but this is really sad. Like the fact that they are twins, born on the same day, they could per- perhaps Usually die twins. together. Yeah, they, and then I that would be world, world together. together they did left their this world, world together? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's the only way it could happen now. So then, in that point, so then. Ray is this trained Jedi, so then guess what? She's the last Jedi. So it could have a dual meaning. I think it will have, have a dual, dual meaning, meaning because I think it will become Ray. Yeah. Or even if they decide to continue with the Jedi Order as yeah. a thing, because or is maybe even Kylo the... is the last Jedi. Like you never know. Maybe Ray dies. I don't know. Do you think that the plot of the Last Jedi is going to follow? Okay, so if. The Force Awakens was a very similar plot line to A New Hope. I better think... not follow Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I don't think it will, but I do think that in this way, it will separate our characters in the same way that Empire separated Oh, yeah, our totally. Tonally, I think it will match, but if it matches plot structurally, I, mm. I want to see something new, and I want to see something that's going to shock me in The Last Jedi. Me too. Me I too. don't want to see Empire Strikes Back again. I can watch Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. It's perfect. I'm just popping the yeah, DVD. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah. I just think that they're all going to be separated. We're going to have an introduction of some new characters I akin to too. Lando. I've always liked the idea of um, like somehow Rey and Kylo being trapped yeah, together. Yeah, me too. Where like, it becomes, like I don't know, like where Rey begins to redeem Kylo in some sense because like... Like the the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, I kind, kind of, of situation. I kind of see that happening. I, I mean, think it'd be so interesting to have your um your we, antagonist and your protagonist like stuck together. I think we know that the, we know the movie starts right where, where it left left, 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 leaves left. off. Yeah. So we know yeah. that Ray is already separated from Finn mm-hmm. and Poe. I don't really see Poe and Finn, and I don't know. I don't really see Poe and Ray and Finn being like this trio that we all want them to be. But I, mm-hmm. I think that they will be separated. I think that maybe Finn will do uh, a something, thing. a thing for the resistance with this new character played by Kelly Marie Tran, and that will somehow tie into. I'm sure I got the name wrong, by the way. I need to preface that. I yeah. I don't read any spoilers. I don't really either, but I think that I'm just saying. I think that that's the thing they're they're gonna go along. I think yeah. that um, Kelly might be a love interest for Finn, and or if like they're gonna go down the avenue of Finn and Poe. Okay, cool. But then they're gonna be together, and then um, 
you know, Laura Dern is somehow going to be involved. I don't think mm, that we're going to yeah. see Laura Dern in um, crossing over with Ray's storyline just yet. Maybe at the end, but I think it'll be more with Finn. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't I really. Think the, I think the resistance, all the characters there, will kind of be on their own on, at least for half yeah. of the movie while Ray is training with Luke or doing like, whatever with Luke. Dagobah. Yeah. And like even a, even similar to like Attack yeah. of the Clones, where um, Obi Wan was by himself. Wow, there you go. There's another connection. <laughs> yeah, Obi-Wan was trying to find clues. For Padme's assassin. Assassinator? No, assassin. <laughs> <laughs> An assassinator? No. Okay. Hard no. Long <laughs> week. And, you know... Anakin and Padme were off. Like it's all it's all gonna be very similar and I think it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, I hope they do some parallels to Attack of the Clones. That would be nice. Yep. Always for more prequel inclusion. <laughs> <laughs> she said <It's> judgingly. <laughs> I, I honestly am though. I can go on a tirade about it, but like That's it's about time episode. where we include fifty percent of Star Wars into the the next you know, 33% of Star Wars. Preaching. Preaching. Yeah. Like, you know. See, I want a spin off movie that takes place during the prequel era where we can still get the, um, the aesthetic of the prequels. Yeah. Um, I think Rogue One did a fantastic job of doing that. Well, no, it was more of the aesthetic of the I know, trilogy. but like, it, you know, it tied, it did, it was a bridge. Yeah, no, it was absolutely yeah. a bridge, but I want something that takes place like Clone Wars era. Yeah, me too. Or, like, right after Revenge of the Sith, like, the yeah. carnage of Order 66. It's, it'll be so, I mean, we always talk about this. Han, the Han Solo movie. Oh, yeah. Red Cup. That was another thing we could have talked about. And now that's filming. Woohoo! Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Um, You know, that's not going to take a place too far from Rogue One, I don't think. Yeah, because they always want to make it original trilogy aesthetic. I know. And I think that's wrong, because I not wrong there's just a lot of stories going on in that era now like can we just get a little bit closer back to the prequel trilogy there's so much time in between the phantom menace and attack of the clones too there's yeah there's 10 is. years mm-hmm. yeah and there's so much that can be done my dream literal dream Tell this me would never dream. happen it's never gonna happen Give it to all me. the actors are too Paint old the picture handmade in movie <laughs> i i don't really need a handmade in movie okay I just handmade want- in book sure okay um or or like a handmade in comic graphic novel oh my gosh that would be the best yeah i actually think that would be much better i'm into that uh-huh. now yeah there you go you're welcome yeah uh yeah no I hello just want... marvel did you hear that Marvel. <laughs> 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 um no basically i want something with the aesthetic um i think it would be interesting to explore the idea of like senators not like, I know this sounds so boring, <laughs> and everyone is, like... Rolling their eyes. Yeah, like... But at this... Set. Okay, continue, because I'll probably like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of someone finding out, um, like, what's really going on in the in the Senate, um, and with Palpatine. Um, oh, wow. And then they're killed? Yeah. Wow, like an espionage? Like a spy movie? Yes. Wow. Like a spy but Can really, you imagine Star Wars going into the spy? That would be so good. What I want more than anything is an Ahsoka movie. Yeah, me too. We all want an Ahsoka movie. I still haven't finished that book. Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear us? <laughs> yeah, right? Um, yeah, no, I haven't finished Ahsoka's book either. 
But no, I think it would be so interesting because there's so much depth that people don't look at in the prequel trilogy. And if Lucasfilm were to create a prequel trilogy era film that I use the word good sparingly because the prequel trilogy has a lot of good things about it, but one that was received well by the public, I think it would do, and, and one that focused on the subtleties that George had built into the prequel trilogy, I think would go so far to kind of open everyone's eyes and be like, oh, wow, this was already in the prequel Prequel trilogy. trilogy. Yeah. Wow. If people forget, I mean, we're going on a little bit of a tirade here about the prequels. I think this whole episode has been like tirade after tirade. tirade, Yeah. (laughs) But like, I think people forget how much of their knowledge of Star Wars comes from the prequels and like... Mm -hmm you know this because of the prequels, you know, it's a little, I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah. So I I want, I think that there is a, like, I think marketing wise, there's a move to kind of abscond the prequels from the record, but I think everyone involved in story, I know everyone involved in story knows that there's merit there and is trying to bring them back into the conversation. Well, because they should yeah. be in the conversation. I can sense that there's some pushback from Disney, though. Sense? All you have to do is take a look, look at Force Awakens. Exactly. <laughs> it, the thing is, it's like... The prequel trilogy is not... Like, it has its flaws. Absolutely. And the CG doesn't hold up as well today. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it's, it's canon. Like, it's yeah. all canon. And to think that... Star Wars and Lucasfilm is going to spend the next however many years they're going to go on with these anthologies just ignoring everything that happened in that section of the prequel trilogy. Like, you're missing out on so much, much time, time. That, and, and people and stories in mm-hmm. that era. I think that's just ridiculous. Um, and I don't know. I agree. Yeah, and honestly, honestly, watching Machete Order completely changed my opinion about the prequels yeah you know once you treat them as a backstory rather than the, you know when you watch the movies I don't know how most people marathon them but I know you get sick of it going from one two three four five and starting with one two three yeah and then you like are tired by the end you're at five, four five and six mm-hmm. um I I think that by doing that that way, you see, it's like visually, you see a lot of the similarities, especially yeah, coming from from Empire to Attack of the Clones. Oh, this is my favorite thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because Empire ends in Cloud City, and um, so you end in the clouds, literally, with Luke being picked up by Leia, and then um, episode two starts in the clouds, too, and it's like... So Empire, you have the ship taking off into the clouds, and then in episode two, Attack of the Clones, you have Padme's ship landing from the clouds. It's like it's crazy. It's, you're like, oh my god, it's crazy. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and honestly, like the first Star Wars movies I watched were the prequels, and yeah, I made her start there. It wasn't that I didn't like the prequels; I just liked the original trilogy more. Um, and then when we watched Machete Order, I was like, wow, there, like there's so much here that. Mm-hmm. I haven't been paying attention to before, and that's so masterfully done. I've always responded... Even in spite of the things that I don't like about the prequel trilogy, which yeah. there are things I don't like about it. Yeah, totally. And I'm sure there are a lot of things, like, they're the things that most people don't like about them, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I've always responded more to, like, when I was younger, I responded more to the prequel trilogy than I did the original trilogy, and 
you know, I can't really tell you why. Maybe it was just because the modern look or the actors, the living in my time. And I don't know. I, mm. I really don't know. But I, and I felt like it was something that was like my generations that I could like grow to like. Mm-hmm. And I kind of liked defending them too. I still kind of like defending them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know why I've always responded to the prequels, but there is serious merit there. And if I'd love mm-hmm. to talk to anyone about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> Instead of talking about it for another like 30 minutes, like we could, we should just make a like a whole episode about the prequels. Cool. Yes. <laughs> we will. We'll watch it. Yeah. We're going to do a watch series. Yeah, we are going to do a watch series. We're hoping to do a watch, watch series. series anyway. Um, yeah. Well, I think we've ranted <laughs> about enough things today. Yes. Um, so, I, like, this episode was all over the place, and we apologize in a sorry, not sorry kind of way. We had to talk about some theories. We talked about a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, our opinions on The Force Awakens, the prequels, Ray Kenobi, Kylo Ren's Redemption, Han Solo dying, mm-hmm. uh, bassoons. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Everything. Um, but anyway, we hope it made sense. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, you can find us at skytalkers.com or on Twitter at skytalkerspod. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And you can reach out to us on Twitter, too. Yay. It's been so fun getting to, like we said earlier, get to see y'all's responses and uh, just kind of get to be a part of the We're, podcaster community. It's been really fun for us. It's so, it's so, it's so fun. We love yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. And may the force be with you. Signing off. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye, R2.